turning our attention to how this impacts Canada and how Queen Elizabeth impacted Canada, if she did, um, it's really quite remarkable when you think about it. Uh, and the Prime Minister said it yesterday, just how ever-present she has been in the life of Canadians. It is with the deepest of sorrow that we learn today of the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. She was our queen for almost half of Canada's existence. And she had an obvious, deep, and abiding love and affection for Canadians. That struck me. She was our head of state for roughly half of this country's existence. 70 years she was on the throne. It's quite remarkable. How much of a role did she play? We're going to chat with Dr. Graham Broad, an associate professor and chair in the Department of History at King's University College. Dr. Broad, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and when the Prime Minister mentioned it yesterday, I was like, wow, yeah, that, that's true. She was head of state for almost half of this country's existence. She's been part of this history, well, for longer than anyone else, really. Yeah, and and moreover, it's important to remember that uh, for most Canadians, or for most people in in the Commonwealth generally, she's the only monarch they can ever yeah. remember. You'd have to be in your eighties to to remember her predecessors. So, uh, you know, it's been a, a remarkable reign, not just for its longevity, but for the extraordinary period over which she reigned. And in terms of her involvement and um, you know number of visits, she was here many times. She called Canada her second home, but. You know, politically speaking and um, her involvement with, you know, this country, it was more ceremonial and symbolic. She sort of struck those lines by and large, right? Yeah, I mean, I think she had 22 visits as queen and one previous as, as princess. And, and that's more than anywhere anywhere else that she paid official visits to. Uh, she seemed to actually quite like it here, and and on the whole, when she was here, she was very well received. I think in the '60s there were uh, there was some protests in Quebec or something, but more aimed at the monarchy than at her. Uh, you know, even um, um, even some people who uh, maybe take a dim view of the monarchy, uh, there seems to be respect for Elizabeth yeah. as an individual of great dignity. But no, you're right. Her her power is 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 entirely uh, uh, symbolic. Um, but um, therein lies the importance, right? That you, the idea is you have a head of state who's above politics. Um, and the hope is to kind of avoid the sort of calamity, that the slow-motion calamity we're seeing unfold in some other, other democracies. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Now, during her reign, over the course of the seven years, um, her role, or at least our relationship with the monarchy, changed uh, primarily in 1982 with, with the Constitution, which really sort of separated us um, legitimately from all so any sort of legislative acts that the British Parliament may carry out would no longer apply in Canada. She didn't buck against that. She, she welcomed it publicly. Yeah, I mean, that, what happened in 82 was they, they patriated the Constitution, so we didn't have to ask the British to amend it uh, every time we needed to amend it. And, uh, yeah, she, she discharged her duties as Queen of Canada, right? And that's, you know, another case of where she was able to sort of rise perhaps above her personal sentiment or above uh, local local politics and instead just discharged her constitutional duty. Um, and so, you know, the, the ironic thing is, is that in, in theory, even if, let, let's say the British Parliament passed an act saying we're going to abolish the monarchy. The monarch would, would have to give a sense to it. And Charles, in his speech, it was interesting. He indicated that he's probably going to be a rather traditional king in that sense, too. Uh, you know, he even talked about giving up some of his political activism and charities in that speech mm -hmm. uh, in order to maintain this position of neutrality that uh, kings, are, kings and queens are supposed to have. 
we heard um, some people talking about Brian Mulroney in the comments he made yesterday and sort of how he said primarily she was sort of the glue that held the Commonwealth together during the uh, arguments and discussions around apartheid, and she exerted mm-hmm. some soft power around that. Did she ever exert any kind of influence or power on any Canadian issues? Did she ever get actively involved that we know of? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I mean, um, you know, because she doesn't live here, her executive powers on a day-to-day basis is executed by the governor generals. Uh, so I don't think she ever had that kind of soft power issue in, in Canada. Uh, but, you know, still for, for many Canadians remained a, a focus of loyalty. But of course, you know, the, the, especially as time goes on and the country changes demographically and so forth, um, the monarchy going forward, Charles will have to have a lot to answer for about the, the monarchy's colonial past, right? Yeah. That's something that's going to dog his, his, his reign as, as well it should. Uh, it's something they're going to have to live up to. Yeah, no question. We're already hearing a lot of that, a lot of discussion. Uh, in terms of what we see, you know, when we see a transition from one head of state to another, it's hard to put into perspective because it's been 70 years. Um, mm-hmm. d- does anything change with the relationship in Canada with Charles, do you think, or is it sort of what we've always seen? No, I don't think so. You know, in, in the UK, they have a very elaborate set of uh, customs that they're going to uh, execute at this time. You already, I, it was, you already mentioned that today he met, he made... Uh, William, uh, uh, Prince of Wales, who is indeed his successor. Um, so there's a whole elaborate system of things there. Uh, here, in, here in the other Commonwealth realms and places like Canada, that's largely up to the, to the Prime Minister's office how, how we're going to do things. There'll be a, uh, probably a national period of mourning. Uh, Parliament will probably convene to recognize that Charles is our king, uh, just formally. He, he already is our king constitutionally, but they'll recognize formally that he is. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of his earliest state visits was, was to Canada, because we remain, um, after Britain, the largest Commonwealth realm. Exactly, yeah. and it, it, as the Queen said, it was her second home, so would stand to reason. Um, Dr. Broad, thanks so, so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining yeah, us. My, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That is Dr. Graham Broad, who is an Associate Professor and Chair in the Department of History at King's University College.